The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, contenders. How about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and today, on our birthday, I'm joined by my mom. Hey, mom. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good today. Happy birthday to you, my favorite oldest son. Oh, man. <laughs> I need to make sure I play this for my brother so they can hear that, that I am the, the favorite oldest son. So, that's awesome fact that you're the only oldest son so oh. that's easy to be the favorite <laughs> so i've been wanting to do this for quite a while to interview you because you are the person that made me a wrestling fan but i don't know who made you a wrestling fan so i thought that it would be cool to kind of sit down tonight and talk to you about you know what you grew up watching and then talk about you know what i grew up watching with you and uh, we could you know make a cool podcast out of it so thank you for doing this today i appreciate it you're welcome son anything <laughs> for you thank you. i appreciate you <laughs> so uh, we'll just start so uh what are your earliest memories of watching wrestling who got you into watching wrestling and some of the your favorite people that you like growing up well, I remember when I was probably about five. I know it was before elementary school. My great-grandfather, which is my mom's grandfather, was a wrestling fan. And this was at the beginning of World Wrestling Alliance, a World Wrestling Federation. Um, this was at the very beginning, but I would sit on his knee at night and he was a Bruno San Martino fan and at that time when Bruno came into the wrestling federation and won the title he held it forever but every Tuesday night I would sit on his lap with my grandpa and watch the wrestling and we saw all of the Hall of Famers, Old Timers, uh, Bruno, Wahoo McDaniels, um, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Ole and Arn Anderson, the Hart family. We saw them all when they first came into the Wrestling Alliance, including Ric Flair, um, before he was so flamboyant and before he became a pro wrestler. But that was my start was my great-grandfather. Okay. Did y'all ever go to any events? No. We watched it on TV when it came on. And at that time, we had black and white TV. There was no color. Wow. That's a long time ago. 
Yes, that was a very long time ago. That was in the 60s when it first started. And I've been watching wrestling ever since. Yes. Even, uh, you know, most people have a break, but you never took any breaks. You've always watched as long as I can remember. (laughs) Yeah, as long as you can remember. I think probably um, when I got into middle school, maybe I wasn't into it as much or didn't watch it as much. But there wasn't too many wrestling nights that I missed. So uh, we'll fast forward to, you know, my recollections and my earliest memories. Um, our earliest memories was Saturday mornings on uh, Todd Street when we watched the Three Stooges, Tarzan, and then World Championship, well, World Class Wrestling, the Von Erickson Freebird. Oh, yeah. And so those are my kind of earliest memories oh, of yeah. every Saturday. This was before Brandon, so like 83, 84. The Freebirds, they were a awesome family, awesome wrestlers, awesome groups. I can't say enough about the Freebirds. I certainly cannot give them the accolades that they deserve, but we did not miss Saturday morning wrestling. No, that was, uh, in a way, wrestling was our family time. In a way. Yeah, because um, that's when we all used to get together as one family besides dinner. And everybody was in the room <laughs> and doing the same thing at the time. That's true. That's true. It was easy um, with the three of you being boys. It was easy to get you into something interesting like that. Uh, since I grew up watching it, I think at the time we had one main television so if i was watching it and you guys came into the room you had to watch it too so it wasn't that hard to get you interested right um i remember um when we moved over to um austin avenue and then we had brandon and but me and you would stay up every saturday night at 11 o'clock because wrestling used to come on twice used to come on remember come on 10 o'clock for the Freebirds and Von Erickson World Class. Then 11 o'clock in the morning, it would be the NWA, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. And then at 11 o'clock at night, it would come back on again. I don't know if you remember on Channel 48. And me and you used to always stay up together and watch that. And then after the wrestling went off, Elvira would come on and they, they'd have the horror movies or the or the kung fu movies. You remember those days? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Like I said, it's not too many times I missed a wrestling event. If wrestling was on, we were watching. Right. That was just the way it was at the Jeffries household. The biggest disappointment at a young age I ever experienced was when y'all went to Starcade 84 to see Ric Flair and Dusty Rose for the Million Dollar Challenge. But, uh, you remember that? Oh, do I remember <laughs> that? I'm sorry you were disappointed. Now, all these years later, I'm finding out he was just really, really disappointed. Oh, man. I can remember y'all pulling it. I can remember y'all leaving Pop Pop's house to go to the, to go to the show. Evidently, that must have scarred you because you're bringing it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how much it affected me. When I got the WWE Network, that's the first show I watched. That's the first match I watched. What's that match? 
Yeah. I never knew that, son. But, you know, we went so many other nights as a family. But that wasn't Starcade, though. No, it really <laughs> wasn't. Okay, good point. <laughs> and all the nights that I went to go, and we went to a lot, and I got to see some cool things. I didn't get to see Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. Well, you've got to see Ric Flair since then, and I didn't go. You got to meet Ricky Steamboat since then. I didn't go. And I don't know who else you got to meet on that ticket when you went to the Dorton Arena recently. And I did not go. You didn't take me anywhere with you, but I took you everywhere with me. <laughs> so what's your point? <laughs> I, I guess that is kind of a point. Okay. I'm sorry, son. Um, I love you. I know uh, one night, I remember one night that stands out to me is uh, right when Barry Wyndham joined the Four Horsemen. And we went to the Dorton Arena and because Barry Wyndham was one of your favorites when he was uh, oh, yes. on the good side. And when he joined the Four Horsemen, you were so disappointed. And you were calling that man Barry Wimpy for like the next year or so when he was running around with Ric Flair. And I, I remember when they came out for the main event, that's all you were chanting. Barry Wimpy, Barry Wimpy. <laughs> uh, you didn't, didn't think I held on to all this stuff, did you? No, I'm glad you're letting it go now. <laughs> no, this is good times. Those were <laughs> good times. what better time could there be than now to let all of this go? Get it out of your system. Right. Breathe. So then when we moved over to Justice Street, I think that's the whole reason why we got cable was so we could watch the <laughs> 605 TBS wrestling. Mm. As I was telling you earlier, I used to love when we would go over to our uncle, my uncle and aunt's house because they had cable. And if we went over there on Saturdays in the evening, I knew we were going to stay at least two or three hours. I would always hope it would be like 545, 530 so I could watch the TBS wrestling. And I knew that if it was a bunch of growing up activities going on, Uncle William would let me go watch it in his room. And then in his room, I could change the channel. And if you, at that time... You had full control of that TV. WWOR was a part of the cable. And, and they had Florida Championship Wrestling. So they had different people than I was used to seeing. So it was always a treat to go over his house. And then sometimes we would go on Sundays. And if we would go on Sundays, we would always go around the time WWF would come on. Like 12, 1 o'clock. But I really wasn't into that at that time. As I later would be. Okay. <laughs> so that's, I used to always. So you remember the first, uh, pay per view we ever got? You remember that? Oh, when we were on Edward Street? No, or when we were we on, Justice, on Justice Street. Yes. Uh huh. And we, uh, it was a Shot Town Rumble. It was Ric Flair and, uh, Ricky Steamboat, 1989. Yeah. Back then it wasn't just like, you know, point at your tv and hit a button and then it just pops up you actually had to like go to the cable place (laughs) get the box hook the box up and return the box in the in like two days after the event was over the anticipation of waiting for that time that the event started and you already had that cable box was just oh it was pulling something out of you just to wait those two hours or however many hours ahead of time that you purchased that box just to wait for that event but when it came on you were never disappointed yes um and what was odd about that night is it was on a weeknight it was on like a tuesday so we got to stay up 
extra late and watch the whole thing. So that's why that one always stands out. That was the first and it was on a night that they normally, you know, now it's on Sunday on the weekends, but that was on a Tuesday. And so we got to stay up extra late and be droggy at school the next day. When we lived on Edward Street, did they have any events during the week? The pay-per-views? Because we would get those then. No, those were all on Sundays. Okay. When we lived on Edward Street. Okay. Uh, our address at this particular, the numbers on our, uh, was 316. Stone Cold. <laughs> During the Attitude oh, yeah. Era and the Rise of Stone Cold. So oh, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Now, I'm going to tell you, I went to Georgia and I got out of wrestling at that point. But when I came back. I think he got into girls at that point. <laughs> when I came back. <laughs> You were working at Orkin and working all the time and you had regular basic TV. And that first weekend, I'm like, man, there's nothing on regular TV. And just so happened, I came across like worldwide WCW wrestling. And on this particular worldwide, it was Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenko. And it was the first time I had ever seen them or heard of them. And they had about a 30 minute main event. And from then on, I was like, oh, hooked again. Yeah, I think I'm back in the wrestling. (laughs) So shortly thereafter, I got a job and everything. And it was like, well, we got to get some better TV in here. So I'm working. I'm going to pay for the cable. And then that meant, oh, that means that I can start ordering pay-per-views. So then our house became the wrestling house. So uh, Brad and Kevin and BJ and Cleo and house full of people oh my guys we would go and get the pay-per-view and of course it's just don and i but by the time i guess 30 minutes before the event started we had a house full of people then of course we had to find something to eat for all of these people but when the pay-per-view came on during the pay-per-view and after the pay-per-view it was like uh, having a extra large family because after that first time, every time they were there, but it was okay. It was good. It was fun. It was clean. I knew where they were. They were safe. We all enjoyed the wrestling and we're still enjoying the wrestling. Here we are 60 years, 50 years, 60 years later and I still enjoy the wrestling. Yes. Yes. So during the time of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you, you had to make a shift on Stone Cold. Cause at first, when he was first, you know, starting to bubble up, he was talking all that trash and, and jumping on folks and, and, and you wasn't really into it cause he was using all that language and stuff. Yeah. But, I really had to get used to Stone Cold. But once he, uh, Mr. McMahon started messing with him and, and he didn't take no <laughs> mess off of Mr. McMahon, I think you changed on him a little bit. Yeah, he got on my warm side. I love Stone Cold and the events that he had, the matches that he had, the time that he came in with the beer truck and he sprayed Vince down in the ring with the beer with the beer hose. He turned it on like a fire hose from a fire engine. That was funny. Also, when he came in Vince had, um, one time he came in, Vince had a new convertible. I think it was a Corvette or something. Stone Cold comes in here with a cement truck 
and he turns the semen on and he comes down this spout into the car. Oh boy, that was hilarious. The look on Vince's face was, it, that was hilarious because Stone Cold was determined Vince wasn't going to just treat him anyway, talk to him anyway. And if he didn't learn one way, Stone Cold made sure he showed him another way. But when he came with this opening up a can of whoop ass and he was slapping them beers together and he climbed up on the ring, the world wrestling fans went wild. And I think that kind of brought me in a little bit closer. I was stuck on Steve Austin then for sure. As a matter of fact, I will still wear my Steve Austin shirt proudly. Now, uh, I don't know if you ever warmed up to, to my guy, The Rock. I don't know if you ever came around to him. I know we had some pretty interesting conversations when they were face off and they was getting ready to, to, to wrestle and have their WrestleMania matches because you just couldn't get with the arrogance. I know you always, uh, appreciated his talent and you would always tell me he's a good wrestler, but it's just something about that attitude, huh? Well, that's with any of the wrestlers that came there that had that I'm better than everybody else attitude because when they're coming in and they've got that attitude, my understanding is you have to earn that. You show everybody what you can do as opposed to telling everybody what you're going to do. And after they got there and they showed themselves to be true to their word okay i can accept that but you just come in and you're running off at the mouth and i'm this and i'm that and nobody else here can beat me i don't know who you are so yeah it took me a little time to warm up to the wrestlers that came in there like that now i know that one of your favorites that you like currently is dean ambrose because you think he has a lot of stone cold in him where he doesn't do a lot of talking. He just goes in there and uh, and beats people up. So uh, what else about Dean Ambrose drew, drew you into him? That's a good question. Um, besides his talent and the attitude that he possessed, Dean is a little left of center <laughs> in that he kind of does things his way. So he's a wrestler of a whole different breed and he didn't mind showing, telling, teaching, whatever he needed to do. Dean did it. He, you know, he still does it. I'll be glad when he comes back. I know he's on a resting hiatus because of his injury, whatever, but I'll be glad when he comes back. He should be coming back pretty soon. I think he's got a couple of more weeks to go to finish up before he gets cleared. So he should be, uh, if not this month, definitely in August, he should be, he should be back on the scene. Well, I'm sure he'll light some fires that night whenever he shows up. And I hope it's at a pay-per-view. <laughs> um, I know that we were talking earlier and you were talking about how much you enjoy the women's division and, and how much focus they've started to put on the women and giving them you know, more time and, and making sure that they're a big priority. So who do you like in the women's division? Well, 
Let me talk about the beginning because Fabulous Moolah was it for the longest. And then May came and then they first they were rivals. Then they kind of teamed up and, you know, they broke a lot of barriers. Then other women came. And uh, now that Nia Jax is a force that I've never seen. I respect Oscar because she is a little firecracker. And um, Ember Moon, she's a new one. She came from NXT, so Don told me. And the first night that I saw her appearance, um, Booker T happened to be one of the commentators and he was taking the credit. Well, his co-workers were giving him his accolades for taking the credits of helping to train her and bring her into um, the wrestling alliance that we are watching now. And I like Ember Moon. There are a lot of up and coming ones. I don't like the Riot Squad because the three of them together are just, oh, that's all I got to say about them. But I like the women. I like the fact that the women are getting as well. They are not getting as much recognition as they could or airtime as the men, but they are getting there. So I'm looking forward to seeing who else is going to come, who else is going to break down some barriers and some walls who else is going to be in a cage match? Because, you know, until recently, the women never did a cage match before. But they are coming up with some new angles, new approaches for the women. And they're letting them do a lot of the things that they were not doing during the time that Fabulous Moolah came in. What do you think about uh, everybody's? This is the most polarizing figure in a wrestling you either like him or you don't Roman Reigns what you think about Roman and uh, all these times he's trying to get the belt and he hadn't got it and he keeps getting beat up by Brock and getting chances and not letting anybody else get up there well I like Roman because his dad Rikishi and his family members with the Usos are part of the viewing era now so I like Roman. Um, I know that he is quiet or he was quiet. He isn't now as much so as he was when they first came. But Roman is definitely a force to reckon with. But saying that, I've never seen a man like Braun Strowman either. And that is definitely a wrecking ball by himself. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Braun Strowman is, uh, he's, he's probably the man that everybody wants to be the champion that everybody wants to see beat Brock and, or they just want to see the match with those two big guys just go one on one for the belt. So that would be quite interesting. I know I'll be glued to the tube whenever that happens. Now, what about, um, I haven't talked to you about this person. What do you think about, uh, Nakamura and, and, and the stuff that he's been doing with AJ Styles and stuff? Oh, I don't think Nakamura needs to do the low blows. I think his wrestling ability, his talents, his record, everything speaks for itself. And 
he and AJ Styles have definitely become rivals. That makes it interesting every time they get together because you never know what's going to happen. But Shinsuke can certainly hold his own to be such a small figure. Um, Daniel Bryan came back. A lot of people didn't think he was going to come back. Uh, have you, were you a Daniel Bryan fan? Did you, yes. you get it? Yes. 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 <laughs> so him and him and Kane got back together. I didn't think I didn't expect that to happen, but it looked like the people were happy to see that uh, this past week. Well, it's like the Undertaker. You know, when you think he's done, when you think he's retired, he comes back. So. Kane is definitely a chip off the old block or whatever that cliche is for he and his brother. They you you don't see them for a while and then they come back with the vengeance. But I like the fact that he came out to help Daniel Bryan. Um, anybody else of the new crop that you like watching? Uh, SmackDown or Raw? Kind of you know, give me some people that you that you enjoy. That was that was certainly a different twist when they separated raw and smackdown that was a good alliance because um between stephanie and shane and the rival that they had to prove to their dad you know they split the show and then they had the matches between the two superstars of each show so it's good entertainment that's all I can say about that one. I mean, who do you? But who else do you like besides you know Dean and Roman? Who else do you do? And Ember? Who else do you enjoy watching come out? Everybody, pretty much. I know there are some people you don't like. Uh, I guess it's taken all all these years to just sit back, and watch, and appreciate, everybody. and let them. Yeah, let them do their thing, and then I, uh, you know, so I can't really say I don't like somebody um okay whenever they they come in and they're real gutsy and you know i'm better than you now i don't like that attitude um say for instance jericho when he first came jericho was entering the ring and he approached the baddest man that was on top at the time and you know he made an enemy and then they had matches and he had to prove himself so since jericho and dolph ziggler because he certainly falls under that category since they have stepped up been there as long as they have oh i do remember one that i don't really care for he has not grown on me yet and that's the miz i am not a miz fan the miz huh interesting huh yes yes because <laughs> he I, I was i he i wasn't a big miz fan to begin with but here lately in the past couple of years i'm a big miz fan big miz fan I really enjoy watching That's his matches. because we're not in the same household again, I suppose. But <laughs> I'll let you have that one. I've, I am not a Miz fan. After all these years, I'm still not a Miz fan. And when he, the Miz had the entourage, oh, boy. 
that was just you know that was bathroom break time and go to the kitchen and get some popcorn or something you know i i i didn't mind missing any of them and what they did uh gold dust is definitely out there when dusty was around his sons were not as out there i guess that's the only way i can put it as they are now dusty rose was definitely one of my favorites and when his sons came and started wrestling you know i was open i was accepting but after dusty rose passed they just really got out there i mean mars out there um this kind of that was kind of the thought process of this uh why i wanted to do this interview was when dusty Rhodes passed away kind of started thinking to myself like you know there's a whole lot of family moments tied up with dusty Rhodes and my family there's a lot of saturdays and sundays and that we sat around as a family watching dusty Rhodes fight the four horsemen with his friends and you know like i said it was the only time that really if unless it was a dinner time situation where everybody in our family was doing the same thing and into the same thing and so that's kind of when he passed away i was just you know like man you know all these hours that we spent together a lot of them had dusty roads involved in it so that's true um i felt close to dusty roads and maybe it was because with the many 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 years that i've spent watching wrestling ever since dusty roads came to the wrestling circuit i've been a dusty roads fan so when he passed i was really hurt by that i think if i lived in the same town that he lived in i would have certainly sent my condolences, a card, flowers, probably went to the funeral. I was definitely a Dusty Rhodes fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, another uh, situation that came up that everybody was a big fan of was uh, Magnum TA. And, uh, of course. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a big deal, especially here in North Carolina, when uh, he had his car accident and he couldn't wrestle anymore. Uh, they literally had to... Um, on the wrestling program tell people don't come up to the hospital to try to see him because they just had so many people just trying to see if he was going to make it and be okay uh, that was a big blow uh, when he got hurt if you were a wrestling fan how could you not like magnum ta magnum ta was the man and when he had his car accident like don said that was a big deal in North Carolina. So therefore thousands and thousands and thousands of people were trying to get into that one hospital to see him or to be close to him or to get an autograph or to whatever they went there for. It really touched a lot of people. Yes. Yes. So yeah, those were the days that, uh, you know, we grew up on, uh, like I said, the Von Ericks were probably the first people, though, that I recognize. Kevin, Carrie, David, Fritz, the Iron Claw. 
uh, you know, they, they had some, yeah, they had a lot of good matches, uh, with the Freebirds and, and that's what really started. That was the first wrestling or first anything with dealing with wrestling that I remember is, is, is watching those matches with the Freebirds and the Von Erickson and the Iron Claw. Joey Powell, this is for you. If you listen to this, you obviously haven't had an uncle or older cousin or brother put you in the Iron Claw so you can fully respect the Iron Claw. It's a devastating finishing move. So, Mom, I'm glad you could join me on our birthday today. I really appreciate you sitting down and spending some time with me and doing this. I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me, making me a wrestling fan, helping us become wrestling fans and be wrestling fans and stay wrestling fans. So, thank you very much. Son, thank you for the opportunity. I know I have been procrastinating. I know I can say that word, procrastinating, about doing this. But it's really been enlightening to me because I learned some things that you have been holding inside for all these years. I'm glad you got it off your chest. I'm glad we could sit down and have this time to talk about the wrestling all right mom so thank you and for my mom this is don della rente and this has been a special edition of the wrestlecast